Good morning, Happy Valley, and welcome back to another edition of the PSU 365 podcast. I'm your host, Richie Schneider. I joined as always on a weekly basis on my co-host, Dylan Callahan Crawley. Dylan, some interesting, I'm not going to say exciting, some interesting news going on uh, with Penn State basketball. Yes, we're talking Penn State basketball. The season's not, it might be over, but some weird roster movements as uh, Kanye Clary has been dismissed from the team yesterday, according to Mike Rhodes, and it was a coach's decision. Uh, I guess my first question for you was, uh, were you surprised? I, I mean, I I definitely was surprised to a degree. I mean, I guess there have been some, you know, rumblings that there were some people uh, upset, but uh, I never heard anything, you know, concrete that made me think that this was a legitimate possibility coming into uh, yesterday. So, yeah, I, I definitely was surprised that uh, he was uh, that he's no longer with the program. So now, um, just going based off uh, stats, he was the number one leading scorer. I know he missed a couple games due to an injury, which I believe was a concussion um, a couple weeks ago. But yeah. no show for the Nebraska game this past Sunday and or Saturday. And um, I think that's kind of when we started to. Or, no one really speculated. I feel like it just kind of came out of nowhere. But uh, what what are you hearing for the reason why this kind of happened? Yeah, so I, I think you know you and me have both heard some uh, rumblings that it, mm-hmm. it was. It could have been a little bit of NIL-related stuff. It could have been, you know, uh, his recent playing times, things like that. I, I think there was just uh, a lot of I'm trying to think of a good word. Not tension. There's there's some tension over the last few weeks, and and somebody brought up on our board. Uh, apparently, his dad has even been, you know, in the Facebook groups of Penn State basketball. Uh, uh, complaining and bitching about Mike Rhodes as well, and uh, mm-hmm. I think somebody said that he called Mike Rhodes uh, either an asshole or a bitch after the one game a couple weeks ago. I have to go back yeah. and find that, but Some I mean, if if that's the case, then I mean, that's and and, and I trust our board members not to to make that stuff up uh, as well, and that, that was a reliable board poster as well, but um. Yeah, I. If that's the case, then it's not a shock, I guess, that this is what it came to. Because then uh, it se- definitely seems like there may have been some external factors as well. Yeah. So, um, like you said, it's not the uh, greatest situation in the world. But it seems like I honestly, I'll, if if it is, did go down, like it's rumored to have go down, and what we've kind of heard that his dad went into Mike Rose's office and started complaining about playing time and. Obviously, the playing time thing is a little interesting because the last three games he's played were 18 minutes, 14 minutes, 23 minutes. This is your leading scorer. I mean, I guess he should be playing more. But they've also like been playing better, too. Like, East Baldwin's Correct. taking this game to another level. So, I And if that is the way it went down and Dad really walked in demanding this and demanding NIL, demanding more NIL, I should say, because apparently he had a bag already. Um I, I give credit to Mike Rhodes. I think Mike Rhodes did the right thing. I, I tell the guy, no offense, but, like, if you're going to pull this shit right now and it, it's not a great season by any means, yeah, you're a good guard, but I have two 5'11 guards that basically do the same things. And one is better, uh, more of a veteran. One plays better defense. I'm going to go with my guy, Ace Baldwin, who's been with me for, what, three years with uh, FVCU or something like that? So yeah. I, I give yeah. Mike Rhodes a lot of credit. Yeah, Mike. And if that is truly the case, Mike Rhodes, you know, came in and set, is set in the culture and making sure that nobody else dictates who is set in that culture and what type of program Penn State's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I give him a ton of credit. Like I said, no bullshit. Just 
all right, see you later. I don't need you. And it's, it takes a lot of balls to say that about your uh, your team's best player or your team's leading scorer, I should say. Yep. Best player might be a little bit of a stretch, like I said. And, and that's that's where kind of a little segue into our next topic because I want to talk about what the team's kind of going to look like going into sure. what the rest of the season. It is what it is. What if they can sneak a couple more wins? It's huge. If not, it's it's kind of what we expected in year one under Mike Rhodes, who came into the situation with what two scholarship players, one scholarship player. So yeah, I mean it was him and what Demetrius Lilly who decided to stay. Yeah, and the rest, everyone else entered the portal. But uh, they did bring in some key pieces, and Ace Baldwin, I think, is going to be a really uh, honestly the the only guy you really need to retain for next year. I shouldn't say the only guy, but he's the major piece you need to keep for next year's team. Um, but they do return a couple other guys too. And like Jameel Brown comes back. Um, Nick Kern, uh, DeMarco Dunn. I think for Quandis Mitchell has another year too, but although he's really not playing much. Or is this his last year? Raquandis Mitchell, this is last year. This is last year. Okay, never mind. I'll take that back. Uh, but Nick Kern has another year. DeMarco Dunn, uh, Ace Ball win. Jamil Brown, Braggy Gudmanson, is he even going to play at all? Like, is he good? Is he not? Like, right, I, haven't, right. I haven't seen much of anything, but um, even in practice, it sounds like they're, they're it is, he's a long term project, I guess. Yeah, it, it definitely seems like he's uh, on the trending towards being more of a longer term project for uh, the Nino Lights in terms of his development, for sure. Yeah, I, I don't really know what to expect in this team. Like, do, do we. It'd be almost impressive if they were able to keep the whole roster because they, I think they have, what, no scholarships currently for next season? No scholarships available with the incoming class yeah, as well. Yeah, correct. Uh, with, now with uh, Kanye gone, they do not have any scholarships available for uh, next yeah. year. So um, that's going to be interesting. Just to clarify my one point last time, just so nobody comes, you know, throwing stuff at me. Um, I can't I can't find exactly what his dad was calling him on Facebook, so let's... He was calling him an asshole. Uh, uh on Facebook, not a not a bit show. Nobody comes after me for that. It was an <laughs> asshole, but uh, yeah. I mean, go back to Claire. The uh, just wanted to get that uh, clarification out there. No, uh, no, by by all means. But uh, <laughs> what were we last? Who were we last discussing? Um, in terms of uh the scholarship roster, oh, or scholarship right. chart. Yeah, yeah, that they're, they're completely full as of right now. Now maybe somebody does leave that we're not expecting to leave. I'm sure there will be. So there will be opportunities for Penn State most likely to go into the portal this offseason and uh, find some uh, additional guards, which I I mean, it's hard because they clearly don't have the size in the uh, backcourt to compete at the Big Ten level. Uh, so no, not court. in size. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, backcourt, you're right. Yeah, but yeah backcourt um, to compete at the Big Ten level. So you would think they would want to go forward, but now with Clary gone, um, I, I mean, you're, you're down to Ace Baldwin, and then you would need a, you know, a DeMarco Dunn, Nick Kern, or Jameel Brown to step up their game quite a bit. I mean, I think the most likely case there would be Dunn, but uh, you're, you're going to still be asking for a big jump forward. And yes, that's possible. We saw Kanye Clary make a jump from barely playing at all as a true freshman to being uh, one of the better guards in the Big, big Ten this season. Uh, but it's, it's, you know, he made it look easy, but it's not going to be that easy for everybody to make that type of jump. No, it's, it's going to be interesting. So now, like, like you said, there are zero scholarships. I, I think they still are pursuing a scholarship dude on top of all this too. And right. next to who they just hosted on the official visit. 
Yeah, so that's true. I, I don't really know what's going to happen. I'm going to try to pull up the scholarship chart in a second, but uh, yeah, I mean, like it's such a it's almost impressive if you could keep your entire roster. It's so unlikely though in today's day and age, especially with the portal. Right, so. right, and it. I think you know. I'll be interested to see who, if anybody does leave earlier than we expected them to, you know, via the transfer portal, uh, who it is. Because there are definitely some guys, I think, who could probably play at maybe not, you know, the a major college pro, uh, major, in a major college conference, but could play, uh, you know, some good uh, basketball at, at a smaller place. So I'll be interested to see who plays. Yeah, here, here's the current scholarship chart, the way it's set up. I think it's incorrect if I uh, have it. Yeah, I definitely have it correct. Um, yeah, so obviously there's no scholarships this year. There's no scholarships next year with the four incoming freshmen that are you can see over here. Um, so, yeah, like even if I just I'm just looking, if I'm going to go down the roster right now, um, I think the top two you have to retain. Those are VCU guys too, so I think they return. Zach Hicks has a significant NIL bag, so I might assume he's probably going to stay. And plus, he's had like a mid-year. Uh, yeah, and yeah. he's probably on paper your best three-point shooter. So uh, you definitely want to retain him. I know it's been ugly at times for him from mm -hmm. uh, beyond the arc this year, but uh, he has shown his career to be able to shoot the three at yeah. a high level. So. Uh, for sure. Um, Puff Johnson is a question mark. I could see him leaving because he's going to have, what, one year left? I could one see him going left. somewhere else, maybe. Um, I thought he was okay. He has his moments, yep. but he is a Pennsylvania native, so maybe yep. he just ends up staying. Um, DeMarco Dunn, meh. Yeah. Uh, Demetrius Lilly, meh. Jameel Brown, I could see Jameel Brown 100% leaving. I know he's a highly ranked recruit, but he hasn't really played much either. So, yeah. uh, so sorry, we, we talked about who stayed last year, three of them, Clary, Brown, and Lily. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, um, Air, is Air going to stay? That's a good question. I mean, that's, I mean, you don't really have another big man, but can Miles Goodman just step in as that big man right away because he's a top 100 recruit as well and is a guy that right. is uh, technically a Mike Rhodes recruit over a Mike Rhodes transfer. So, right. Air has played good. just eight games this year, averaging 6.3 minutes per game. In those eight games, um, mm -hmm. notably, uh, he has appeared in uh, seven losses. He, he, he's getting playing time when uh, it's a blowout. Yeah, so um, garbage time, basically. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see him staying and, either. I, I'll be honest with you. Like, a lot and, of these guys, I'd be pushing out. Here's the big question is, is can Carter, Stewart, or Goodman I know they play different positions, but can any of those three guys come in next year and step into a role as a true freshman that Penn State can, you know, rely on them to play decent minutes, which, you know, playing, um, you know, in more than half the games, averaging, you know, 10 minutes or so a night. Can can they make some sort of impact on the court next year? Uh, if mm -hmm. they can, that that's going to be a big boost to this team next year. But if not, the depth on this team gets really – then really quickly yeah i mean uh, just looking at it right now i'd probably try to keep all the seniors if i can that's fine these three i could i'd honestly be okay with pushing all three of them out and just being like hey you guys are juniors but they're probably all uh if I, I don't know if they had the covid year or not depending on when they are recruited if they registered or not which probably not i guess but i i'd probably push all three of them out to be honest with you and then broggy broggy hasn't really shown me much of anything 
And like I said before, in practices, like he, it sounds like he's not doing that good either. So I, I might be pushing four out, and I might be bringing in a whole new portal thing, a uh, portal group along with this freshman group. And is it going to be like a little bit different of a culture and a different team next year? Yeah, but you got to trust your coaching staff and some of your veteran guys to be able to maintain that culture. Like a Nick Kern, who's very familiar with it. Ace Baldwin, who's very familiar with it. Puff Johnson's played at UNC, so he knows about yeah. culture more than anyone, I would say. So um, same thing with DeMarco Dunn. Oh, I forgot about the, yeah, I forgot he played there too. Um, so, I mean, I would just, in most of these teams in college basketball nowadays, you need a veteran presence on this team, whether it right. be three guys, four guys. If you can retain five seniors for next year, that's huge. And they're not just any type of seniors. Like, that's your leading scorer, probably your best forward, probably your best three-point shooter. Good rotational pieces in these two. Um, right. I could see them starting, obviously, but. Um, you got to hope these freshmen come in and are are uh, are looking good because I think Jav- Javin Javin Carter Javin Carter I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Um, I think Carter could be an interesting one. He's a good player. Stewart rotation to bench maybe to start year one. Hudson yeah, Ward. Stewart's more of a combo guard, I believe. Uh, yeah, Hudson Ward's probably a long term project type guy. Yeah, just come from. Um, although he 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 had moments in in uh in his Canada team Canada play. I think it's like under nineteen or whatever, but uh. And then Miles Goodman. You got to hope Miles Goodman is the man. Or you yeah. got to go get a portal big man. You got to go uh, hit the portal pretty hard. And that's why I think you, you try to open up spots. So you get those four spots open. Maybe I take like a Max Picard who just had an official visit and I go get three portal guys. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because, like, like you said, there's just, and we both said, there's just little depth at, at certain key spots at center slash forward. I mean, Penn State suffers an injury to, you know, uh, Puff Johnson next year, and things can get really dicey really quick. Um, well, I mean, Puff Johnson or either of the big men. If like yeah, say right. Air does return, it's Air and Goodman, and that's it. Like one of those right. gets down, and you're you're done. So you got to yeah. But if, but if Johnson goes down, you're you're completely uh, you're left to two guys who have yeah. little to no experience as at the college level, and yeah, I mean uh, the. I guess Goodman coming in the next season is the only true center on the uh, roster. Yeah, so that's where it's going to be. I mean, if if Air stays and Lily right, stays, Air, Air six foot eleven. You're right. Yeah, um, and uh, Demetrius Lily's a tweener type yeah. body. But um, at center, you, you're going to have to rely on a guy, uh, one of two guys right now who have very little experience. Which you know, that's just another hole that they have no roster space to fulfill in the transport right now. So, yeah. I mean, ultimately I think somebody is at least one, maybe two people here are going to end up leaving uh, because yeah. it's just, they don't have the roster right now to compete in the big 10. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's the next season. I would say it's a roster that would be even a little bit worse shape than it is right now. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. It's definitely a different looking roster. Um, you think one to two leave? I'm, I'm going to go with four. I think you got to push. I wouldn't be shocked people. if it's more, but I think they need at least one or two to leave. Uh, one or two additional players to leave, uh, just to get, just to be able to fill in some of the needs via the transfer portal. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they can do this off season. Um, obviously, they're recruiting at a pretty, uh, pretty decent rate actually for yeah. first year staff. Um, technically, first year staff. Right. He's been around the block. He knows how to recruit. Um, but you're recruiting Southern Cal Academy, which is one of the better high school programs out there. So right, and you went out and 
like you said, Miles Goodman is a top 100 prospect. So, I mean, you went out and got a top 100 prospect before you played a game as Penn State's head coach. Uh, that's yeah. impressive. Yeah, so obviously a relationship he's had building for quite some time now. But um, other than that, uh, going back to the Clary thing, uh, yeah, he's probably going to enter the portal. I'll be shocked if he didn't. And someone's still going to take a chance on him because – even like when stuff like this happens, some some school could use a guy that's averaging seventeen a game. Right, and what um, if what we've heard is true? I don't think it's gonna. Is it gonna turn off some schools? Sure, but it's not yeah. gonna turn off every school. And we knew in our discussions in December and January where Penn State was gonna have to do all they could in the NIL uh, to keep Clary around. I mean, this if NIL was a true issue here, it's mm-hmm. no. It's no surprise because this was a discussion we've been having for months about Clary, mm-hmm. uh, just for different reasons. So, uh, yeah, he's still going to go. If he enters transport, he'll have plenty of suitors. There'll be plenty of people who want a guard who can average 16.5 points playing in the big time. Yeah, it's and it's different in football for the sole fact that there's, what, 362 Division One basketball teams or 363 right. or something like that. So it's it's a lot different, and that's Division One, and you can kind of, make a name for yourself just about anywhere in D1, as long as you're playing yeah. well. Um, yeah, there's football, what, obviously, maybe, power forward. There's a big gap between that and G5. So. Yeah, there's maybe, what, two, three conferences in college basketball that you probably can make a name for yourself in, and every other conference you probably can. Yeah, for, yeah, for the most part. I mean, hey, he goes to the American Conference. It's not a bad basketball conference. No, um, and I still think there's a good chance he ends up at a in a major conference. Yeah, for sure. I could see one of the Virginia school, maybe not Virginia, because they're like very, very big on culture, but like a Virginia Tech, maybe because he is a Virginia yeah. native. So yeah, Virginia Tech. Um, um, what about a West yeah. Virginia? I could see it, depending on how that new staff is. I don't really know him yeah. that well. I know Bob Huggins wouldn't put up with that shit. But Bob Huggins was also probably drunk half the time, so that's, <laughs> that's besides the point. Um, didn't even remember submitting his own resignation. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, Penn State basketball has a couple more games left. Next one up is Tuesday, I think. Wednesday? I forget. Um, Wednesday against Illinois. Not an easy one. Illinois comes to... Oh, wait. Is this the right game? I think you're right. I believe this one's the rec game against Illinois. So a little extra juice, a little bit different of an environment. Um should be an interesting matchup, although Illinois is very, very good. They they have a guy who's somehow got around a court case that's their best player in Terrence Shannon, and he's playing still. He's yeah. a very, very good player, but uh, he gets It's a messy charged. situation. Yeah, he gets charged with that. It's a pretty bad look on Illinois' case. But anyway, after that, um, some more winnable games to end the season. I mean, I think Indiana should be a win. Um, that might put the nail in Mike, Ro- uh, Mike, Ro- Mike Woodson's coffin. Yeah, so. that, that wouldn't be – I would be shocked at that for sure. Uh, it, Mike Woodson just, fortunately for him, has not really panned out recently at uh, Indiana. Well, you know, you know what I thought about too? Name an NBA – a coach with NBA head coaching experience that went to college and had zero college experience that has been good. Because Eddie Jordan sucked. Mike Woodson yeah. sucked. Um, who's the other NBA guy in the Big Ten? There's someone I can't think of it. There's another one. I had like three or four names like lined up, ready to go to, and I can't remember who it was. Oh, Juwan Howard sucks. <laughs> yeah, Juwan Howard definitely does suck. Juwan Howard, uh, I'm surprised he hasn't been fired. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little shocked that. Oh, they, they did just have a win recently too, didn't they? Just beat somebody. 
Can they beat like a big name team too? Uh, I know Ohio State just beat Purdue, which game? They're a first home game after. Uh, they beat Wisconsin. They just can't beat Wisconsin. Yeah, earlier this good win. I mean, but anyway, um, Illinois Wednesday. There's a lot of red on that uh, schedule. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Illinois Wednesday. I'm gonna go with chalk it up as loss. But the last four: Indiana, Iowa, Minnesota, Maryland. Winnable, 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 winnable. I think that they there's a chance they could win three to four, a three to five to uh, end the season and. Maybe you get a little streak going before Big Ten tournament play, and I'm not going to say they're going to make the finals again, but maybe you win a game or two. Yeah, and I mean, you look at it, three of those final five games are at home. Uh, obviously, one of them is against Bryce. Uh, one again <laughs> is against Illinois, which, like mm-hmm. I said, probably lost, but two two, two home games, two away games over those last four games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I could see them splitting if they – Let's say they lose to Illinois, that drops them twelve and fifteen. Uh, can't you got to win all four to finish uh, above five hundred? But if they can get to fourteen and sixteen here in the regular season, maybe mm-hmm. sneak in a win or two in the Big Ten tournament. I, I think that's a really nice first season under Mike Rhodes, considering the circumstances. Especially if you're able to do that after losing Kanye Clare. Yeah, I think it's. Uh... It might motivate the guys. Who knows? We'll see. But definitely uh, going to be an interesting one to see how it plays out over the next few weeks. But I'm hope I'm assuming uh, the staff probably wants to keep things as quiet as possible. I can't imagine them talking much about Clary over the next uh, few weeks. Even in the presser, it's kind of like, yep, he's dismissed. That's it. See you later. Yep. Uh, now, for those interested in uh, a former Penn State head coach, Michael Shrewsbury in Notre Dame, just check that out for uh, – I'm just wondering uh, – they are now nine and sixteen this year. Uh, one fifty one in the coach. net. Just saying. <laughs> uh, they have uh, Louisville, Syracuse uh, next two games, so maybe they can another, extend their winning streak to four here. But uh, another NBA coach who uh, kind of stinks as a college coach. Um, I shit. Who'd you just say? Say the schools again. Shrewsbury, Louisville. Um, yeah, K- Louisville. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, look, yeah. Uh, we will. I mean, it's very clear what happened, but uh, the eventual study of how Louisville fell from an elite program to one of the worst in major college basketball is going to be interesting to look at. Yeah, um, going to be a lot of coaches fired over the next couple of weeks. Um, good news is Mike Rhodes is not going anywhere. It's year one for him, yep. and uh, if, I, th- I think it was decent. And we can recap it later on in the year, but I I just think it was it was okay. It wasn't great. If you're wasn't Pat bad. Kraft, I think you're 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 okay with this season if you're Pat Kraft. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I mean, I don't think anybody expected Mike Rhodes to come in and make the NCAA tournament year one, no. especially with what he'd have to. But he had to put together almost an entire roster in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he took over a recruiting class that had no commitment, so he had basically no help uh, from the 2023 class. No offense to Broggy, but no, Broggy wasn't ready to play. That's there's a reason Broggy was a what a June commitment, a May commitment. Yeah. Uh, usually, if you're still out there, then there's a reason. Um, Very true. Uh, so, I mean, concerning circumstances that he had now, potentially, it sounds like having to put up, you know. Uh, basketball parents let's just say it's it it's an okay season it's an admirable season it's a good starting ground but i like we said 
you lose Clary, you're losing, you know, way way have in the off season as well, which, you know, he hasn't been great, but I think he's put together a better season than I probably expected him to. Uh mm-hmm. to a degree. And, and there are gonna be some big holes that they have to fill this off season if they want to take a step forward next year because that's the big question for me is you had a good year number one, but how are you going to be able to improve this roster in the off season to take that step forward? And who on this roster can take that step forward uh, next year and, uh, you know, take their game to another level and help Penn state try to make that next jump. Uh, Maybe, maybe NCAA tournament. I mean, sorry. NCAA tournament, probably not a likelihood next season, but I think the goal next season should, you know, be getting closer to or trying to compete for an NIT berth uh, at the least. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how things play out with the roster. But uh, anyway, let's move on from uh, some basketball talk. Let's talk some football. We got a couple um, official yeah. visitors that we've confirmed. I think we have three of them now, if I'm counting correctly, with a couple. I feel like I'm missing one. Is there a fourth one? No, there's three. Uh, yeah, and, uh, I think I just I think three we have confirmed dates for. Gotcha. Um, just go. You want to go through them one by one and just kind of see where the recruitments are at, or talk about where the recruitments are at. Sure. Um, starting off with the most recent one, uh, Maryland uh, wide receiver Jeff uh, Exeter, uh out of uh, McDonough, so very uh, familiar high school to Penn State. Owen Mills, Maryland native, six foot three, two hundred five. Uh, he uh, confirmed with Adam Friedman recently that he'll be on campus June fourteenth. Penn State, I think, is in the lead there, but uh, he's also going to be taking visits to Syracuse, South Carolina, and Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think that's a very winnable uh, recruitment for Penn State here, and into uh, I guess the next uh, recruiting window. Um, yeah. Also confirmed for that June 14th weekend is uh, Columbia, South Carolina safety, Onis Konbani. You know what? That's better than I thought. I, um, I could not pronounce that one. Four-star safety, six foot two, one seventy. Number three mm-hmm. player in the state of South Carolina. Number 23 safety in the country. He also mm-hmm. confirmed to Adam Friedman that he'll be on campus uh, that June 14th weekend. Uh, and then... Let, I think we may have discussed the last one. Uh, last yeah, we pod, did a little bit. But All I right. will bring it up here again. Uh, just let me find the report. All right. Hawaii safety yeah. Aiden Monitue, uh will be on campus June 17th. Uh, he's also taking visits to Nebraska and Washington on June 14th and June 21st. Uh, recent offeree has only been talking to Penn State for a few weeks, really, but uh, definitely has high interest in the Nanny Lions, and perhaps uh, they go out to Hawaii uh, to pick up a prospect. Yeah, that would be a little bit interesting. Um, I think that I, I hate to say this in a negative light, but I think uh, he's going to be in for a little bit of a rude awakening going from Hawaii to <laughs> State College. Yeah, it, it's definitely a, it's a little bit of a different atmosphere. Yeah, uh, slightly. A little, a little bit different. Uh, the Never beach is like not uh, very. No, sure. it's uh, yeah, a little colder. Very, very different. Yeah, tiny bit, right? Just a little bit. Um, the interesting one is uh, I want to go back to the uh, Oni. Is that how you pronounce it? Oni Konanbani. Konanbani. Yeah, that's, that's close enough, right? 
Um, he kind of intrigues me because he had a future cast for Miami that was uh, put right. in back in January, but it looks like Miami is really not in the running. It sounds like it's more North Carolina, Penn State, and maybe a couple others because his yeah. top list recently has doesn't have Miami. So, yeah, uh, it really that would be an interesting one, especially concern. Uh, what Penn State also has going for them at, on the safety board, they're in, mm-hmm. you know they're in a good spot for several safeties. So I do wonder um, where he falls on that board, and that will be something we uh, try to figure out here in the next few weeks. Yeah, that's it's a good point because I know Winston from uh, Gonzaga obviously yep. is very high on the on the team. I think there was another safety I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, Xavier Bridges Brooks was very high. Yeah. He's called Penn State is number one. Right, so it, they're gonna and, have their uh, their pick of the litter a little bit. Received. Right, and then there's Don Blair out of North Carolina, yeah, who forgot about him. Who I think Notre Dame may be in the front right now, but Penn State's in that uh, argument now. With Blair, Notre Dame just did lose their safeties coach to the Chargers, I believe. Okay, so perhaps that impacts his recruitment. Um, but uh, yeah, they're they're in a very good spot for several several safeties. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where they kind of land on that. Um, he actually has an official visit as well, which I forgot to um, put on the profile, it looks like, for uh, June 21st to Penn State, which will be his last official visit. He's going to South Carolina, Notre Dame, Michigan, and then Penn State on the 21st, right before the dead period. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, Penn State has a pretty damn good shot, and they're going to have last dibs on them. So. Yeah, yeah, and you can't complain about getting that last uh, official visit. No, that's always huge. Um I'm trying to think who else. I don't think there's anyone else really. Well, um, right now, I don't think so. Um, I do know. Um, I know uh, Dub Jellison's going to have more on it, but uh, he did uh, tell us yesterday that uh, I believe. Uh, let me find the date for when he's going to be on campus. Um, who, who's this? Uh, Dia Bell, 2026 quarterback. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, Dia Bell. Dia. Um, that's a good question. D I A. I'm not really um, sure. He'll be on campus March 23rd. Okay, he'll be on campus. I know Cortez um, Mills, the wide yep. receiver from Florida, is coming up as well March. I believe that's March 23rd as well. Yeah, um, it's a program sticking out for him. Yeah, they're definitely an interesting name to watch, um, especially because they just landed their first receiver in Lyric Samuel. If you haven't watched that pod yet, we broke down basically everything, how it went down, all that good stuff. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, that's that's really it. Uh, oh, the St. Thomas More guys. They're also pursuing um, – they're very good connections to St. Thomas More, of course, because they sure. got Zion Tracy from up there. They're doing good in the New England area in general. Um, yes. But Definitely they're up. pursuing Charles Bell, who's a lengthy cornerback. He's 6'2", 170. Um, tall, lengthy cornerback, nice prospect. He's uh, going to take a visit to Penn State. He hasn't scheduled yet. Maryland, he hasn't scheduled yet. And then Rutgers, he just scheduled for March 30 or March, May 31st. And then the same thing goes for um, Adam Shovlin, Pennsylvania native, who's playing up there. He uh, he has a little bit of a different visit schedule. He has Rutgers on the thirty first. He's planning hasn't hasn't scheduled yet. Has a Stanford one for June seventh, I believe, and then June fourteenth or twenty first. They're kind of looking to get both of those guys on campus. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. Um, I do expect both of them to visit. I don't know where Shovlin kind of falls on the board for Penn State currently. But I, I like him as a prospect. I've, I was able to see him a couple times um, in off season and during the season, and uh, I go up there once in a while too, or once every spring to check on some of the prospects they have. So um, I definitely keep an eye on him. He's he's an intriguing one. I think he could yeah. be a borderline four star when it's all said and done. Yeah, it, it'll be uh, interesting. And you know, Penn State now twelve commitments in the twenty twenty five recruiting class. That means you know they only have 
we've been going off what we, we've been saying 23 to 27 commitments maybe in this class uh mm-hmm. you know so they're they're just about halfway done this class which means that's insane um space is starting to get tighter and some kids are going to have to decide sooner than later if they want to be part of this class uh, yeah because uh there's been recruits in the past who have had high interest in penn state but penn state's not going to turn down necessarily somebody else that they're really high on just to wait for you it's uh you know it's eventually you know uh get your spot or find somewhere else type situation so uh some kids are going to find themselves in that situation sooner than later here I mean, you could say it the way uh, the old wise tale: either shit or get off the pot. <laughs> That's sure. pretty much it. I mean, um, we, we're yeah. we're kind of seeing it with the linebackers. Uh, ben State has three linebackers already. They, I think, are willing to take a fourth, but they're going to be very selective with that fourth linebacker spot they take. And mm-hmm. I think we've seen that in play over the last few weeks. Yeah. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that. Um, Expect some offensive linemen to start scheduling visits as well. I know, um, who was it? Rowan Byrne is scheduling one. I talked to him today. He's in the process of narrowing it down. Uh, who was the other one? Someone else. I can't remember for some reason. Um, oh, Michael Carroll. Yeah. Um, they obviously care a lot about him. He's legacy. He got the whole helicopter treatment to his school and all that good yep. stuff from Franklin. So um, keep an eye out on those two. I'm expecting those two to announce visit schedules very shortly. Yep. Um, I imagine Penn State, South Carolina, and Michigan will all get visits from Carroll. Uh, and then I'll be interested to see who are the remaining teams getting visits there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's really all we got for recruiting right now. It's a dead period currently, so there's not yeah. really much else to talk it about. Starts, they... It does start back up, but we're January tw- February 20th, so about two and a half weeks still. Mm-hmm. Visits start up again. Um, yeah, kids will be on campus visiting. Uh, Spring practices and all that good stuff. And then Hannon's and... spring practice uh, visits. Uh, I think the big one we'll be, we're watching is Vance Zoller's. Uh, yes. It's going to be a really big one. Penn State, on. obviously, in the race there. Uh, so is, you know, schools like Georgia, Missouri, and then uh, mm-hmm. who's this for? Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, which I don't really. Fact, I, I, but... still feel th- I still feel it's a Penn State-Georgia battle right now, but mm-hmm. – uh, I'm keeping a very close eye on Missouri. Uh, okay. I think uh, the t- Tigers have quite a bit of NIL money to play with, I'm told. And uh, the, you know, th- that's a very good offense down there. They really showed improvement this year under uh, Kirby Moore, uh, mm-hmm. the brother of now Philadelphia Eagles offense coordinator, Callum Moore. Uh, and we saw the development of Brady Cook down there as well, at quarterback this season. Uh, so I, Missouri is definitely in the race, but I, for now, I think still have some behind Penn State and Georgia, but that could change quickly in recruiting. But you know what they don't have? An athletic director. That's true. <laughs> That's that was such a weird move for to go from an SEC program to uh, SEC athletic department to the Big Twelve athletic department. Um, for those of you that don't know, the Missouri athletic director—I forget her name—ended um, up leaving for Arizona to be athletic director. So, which is her alma mater, which I guess is the only reason oh, it makes that sense. Makes, that but makes more still SEC, like especially for an athletic, athletic department that I got fired for massively, uh, oh, that too, yeah. for massively failing to uh, keep track of their money correctly. Yeah, that's that's a that's a big blow. But don't worry, now they're in the good old. Well, I don't even know what conference they're in. Are they in the Big, big 12, Twelve or in the ACC? They're in the Big they're Twelve. That's such a gross thing. Who joined ACC? It was you, uh, Cal and someone else? Stanford. 
Yeah. Dude, what? This <laughs> college football sucked. <laughs> It's it's not your ma, it's not your uh, father's uh, college football anymore. That's yeah. for sure. Well, the good news is is when the SEC and Big Ten secede from everyone else, um, we'll still have this podcast. <laughs> we'll, we'll still have Penn State football. That is for sure. Yeah, we'll still have Penn jobs. State football is not going anywhere, and no, none of the Big Ten or SEC schools are. Um, the rest, I who knows what's going to happen. But uh, any uh, any other thoughts on uh, this before we wrap it up? I got nothing. That was a, was a good way to wrap it up, talking shit about the rest of the college football world. But uh, if you guys haven't already, check out our podcast on Spotify, Apple, and YouTube. Subscribe to us on YouTube. It's free. Give us a rating on Spotify or um, Apple. Uh, we really appreciate it. It helps us out. helps us throw the pot, all that good stuff. Um, also, you can check us out on PennState.Rivals.com, a.k.a. Happy Valley Insider. Um, we have the Lions Den Forum, which is jam-packed with all kinds of recruiting content, recruit scoop, um, team news. Uh, discussing all the backstories behind everything that goes on behind the scenes of Penn State football, kind of an insider perspective, I should say. Um, we also have the Wrestling Room Forum, which is the number one Penn State wrestling forum on the web. Um, check it out. Those guys go nuts every day of the week. Um, it doesn't even have to be Penn State related. They're talking all wrestling. Um, a little UFC, MMA talk as well uh, from time to time because you do see some Penn State guys go that route. But uh Yeah, for me and uh, Dylan, that's another episode of the PSU 365 podcast. Signing off.